fantasy. We're hoping that we get Vaughn here today, but whether we get him on the podcast or we get him, uh, you know, just listening, we're excited to have him and every other, every oh, other one live. person. Yeah, we're we're live, and the other only. I didn't other hear one the I didn't hear the music. Did you play it? Oh, I I put it in right before this. I do. I'm doing that little editing. I'm going back and doing a little bit, oh. of that, but not all the drops. So. Oh. Oh well, we can get a chubby rumpled pigskin in at some point. Oh, maybe that—that's a little bit harder to do. Um, oh, is it? But anyway, oh. welcome, welcome to everybody uh, to the Fantasy for Manly Men podcast. Yup, yup, yubby rumpled pigskins. <laughs> welcome, and hello. It's been twelve long weeks of podcasting and only nine weeks of football season, but we're excited to have you here. And I've got uh, my very, very special friends, Peter. Peter Higgins on the line. Good to have you, Pete, as always. Hello, my special friend, Ben. Did you uh, say special friends, plural? Is there somebody else I'm not aware of? Uh, moon in the background, maybe. Oh, yeah. My friend Colin is watching TV. Colin, oh, say hi. I know Colin. Um, so, well, that would be exciting to hear a one-sided conversation on his end. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be riveted by it. Oh, well, it's been uh, another crazy week of fantasy. Uh, not too many big injuries this week, which is good. It's nice to have. Uh, finally get through that. But some wins and uh, some people starting to climb up to the top. I guess we're at nine games, so everything everybody's going to either be four and five and five and four, which they are. No, that's not. Oh, that was not, last week. Well, yeah, no, that's what happened. That's what is current in our our league right now, but that's not like the way it has to be after nine games. This is, this is very strange. It is very peculiar. Um, like there could be an eight and one team. Or it, like there the, could be. The fact that everyone is five and four or four and five is super weird. And, and it, it just shows it, the, the parody that, uh, that I've created. And everyone complains about there being like dominant teams. There's never dominant teams. Look at the parody. Well, more keepers, year, more this, keepers. <laughs> And you, you found a way to get some more keepers for next year, but we'll hold that off until the, we talk about the transactions. But let's uh, let's kick it off. Let's do a little recap here, Pete. Uh, let's jump into, let's... well, Sean at first place just getting smashed. This is my – I just want to jump in talking about yeah. this game first. Sean with, couldn't even crack 100 points. Somehow he still stays in first place, but – uh, just get walloped by our favorite friend Vaughn and the face police. 156 to 97 points, maybe just barely 98. And Sean had a lot of problems this week. Well, yeah, James didn't help him. Yeah, Jameson I guess that's the. It wasn't a new injury, but an aggravation of an old injury, and it looks like James is going to be sitting out a couple weeks. He's such a weirdo. Did you see that finger eating thing that he did? No, he eats his fingers. He eats his fingers and then he's like, let's eat a W. And it's just, it's just disturbing looking. And the reaction it gets is uh, underwhelming from his teammates. Yeah, I kind of got some of that in the hard knocks that I watched when he had like a, a 
four or five verse uh, uh, rap he did before one of the pre games, and I, I think I even talked about it on the podcast, and everybody was just kind of staring at him. Uh, yeah, I think he thinks he's more of a leader than he really is, and he doesn't quite have the respect of the locker room. Yeah, they've got to start winning some games. They've they've been terrible. I hear the beat is they've just given up. That they're they're giving up. It could be. It could be. I don't so, know. That didn't help Sean at all. Uh, he did. Tyrod Taylor did very well for him, and Carlos Hyde did as well. But that's that's about all that was really good on this team. Jeremy Macklin couldn't get a touchdown; otherwise, he would have had a spectacular game. He only had 13 points, but if he gotten a touchdown, he would have been over that 20 threshold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 13 is pretty good. good it's uh, yeah. Anyway, but he can't balance out all the the other the misfortunes on his team. No, Doug Martin was bad. Who else? Jordy, he's going to be bad. We can talk about that later. Kansas City defense was bad. And then Vaughn just stomped him. Marvin yeah. Jones had another great week. Yeah, Marvin Jones, that was killing me on Monday night, uh, seeing Marvin Jones just go off against the Packers. Was... Oh. And Stafford, Stafford looking really good, looking worth all that money that he's making. I think he's the highest paid athlete in the NFL. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, then who else did you? I mean, just solid games from Hawkins. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, a big pickup after uh, you know yeah. Blunt leaves Miami, but Kenyon Drake doing well, uh, no touchdowns. But oh yeah, sorry, he yeah replacing Blunt almost in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he he looked pretty good. Well, that was a night game, yeah. That was Sunday night, Oakland and Miami, and. I think he's the he's better than uh, Damon Williams, and Miami's just a terrible offense, though. So you don't know what you're really going to get from them. Yeah, although Cutler, Even Cutler, Cutler was fantastic. Yeah, that's he was crazy. like 30, 34, three touchdowns, three hundred yards. Still looking good, Jay. Yeah, and uh, a free agent. Uh, that was uh, something that changed in the past day, but he nobody had him on their team. Uh, last oh, really? Week. Yep. Hmm. Hard to blame him. Some people doubt Jay. Well, can't hate that. Well, good, good to Vaughn Vaughn for doing all that. Uh, let's let's see who's got. Uh, I think executive branch moved up to second place. So Howard yeah. getting a little baby bump, a little baby Insanity. bump boost helping him go. And he really just, just insane. Like look at these teams. Like Vaughn's team is terrible. Howard's team is terrible. On paper, they should be terrible. But like they're just they're second and third <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I think Howard's going to be taking a couple licks here with Des Bryant going out. Um, you know, I know CJ did all right, did well enough for him, exceeded his expectations. But without Is Deshaun Bryant Watson, out now? yeah, he's got a high ankle injury. I mean, he's going to be questionable. We'll see if he comes back in. Um, Forte though was really looking good against Buffalo. That was that was impressive. Yeah, wow, yeah, the 23 points, it was the two touchdowns, largely. Um, but good to see another former Bear doing well. I was like Matt Forte. And impressive that Howard still gets the win, even though Willie Sneed put up negative points. Uh, yeah, that's ugly. That's, that doesn't happen very often, where you can have a guy put up negative points. But No, well, uh, he got a big one from T.Y. Hilton. Um, did you see that one play that he scored a touchdown on that it looked like he might have been touched, but he just kind of dove? Yeah, and got up and ran. Yeah, that was a wild play. That reminded me of that Bears um, kickoff return against them in Baltimore where just 
nobody touched him. Yeah, and I don't know. What, it seems like that's happened this year a few times in the NFL. It's almost Strange. like I think I remember seeing this play too. That it looked like the defender like jumps over him, you know, almost trying to like make a, a safety conscious move of not just drilling the guy on the ground, but then ends up not touching him at all, and so he gets up and runs. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that was like a fake out. Would be interesting mm-hmm. to see, kind of that like it's a trend that develops, but. Maybe it's those penalties that the NFL is putting on for <laughs> taking those late hits, so guys are kind of avoiding them, and they forget to get to touch the guys who are down. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, that's the point. I wonder. It'll be interesting to see if that's a trend that continues. If people start to use that, like as a as a strategy, yeah. I doubt it because it's just going to be difficult to do, and you don't want to just dive down. But sometimes, I mean, it's worked a few times. Yeah, it's like the the reverse hurdle. Yeah. Um, well, let's. Stop talking about that play. Go to Jared Cook somehow scored 18 points um, for Nauman's team. Nauman had a really good game. Yeah, too bad for but, points, but that, that may help him. That may be a deciding factor as we get down there is that overall uh, yeah. point. Leader. Points points are going to play a huge role in this uh, the final standings this year just because it's so close that wins and losses really haven't mattered, that it's going to be a lot of it is going to come down to points. So – even Nama can take some comfort there, even though he lost um, 142 points. It's going to help him a lot in the long run. He's somehow in ninth place right now, though. It's yeah. just, like the standings just don't make any sense. And I'm sure, Josh, don't beat yourself up too much about not playing Robert Woods. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, that could have won you the week, but I don't know. I don't know who you would have swapped him in for. Maybe Richardson. I, I guess that could have been a, a play, but... Jared Cook as your as a flex in the tight end. I mean that was that was ballsy and it, it really paid off. So that's I gotta give you credit for that at least too. That's yeah, you don't see that often. No, I don't. You need some running back help. Henry just scored most of his points off a touchdown. Oh well, let's go on to the next game. Yeah, who's next? I can go next. All right. Well, had a close one against uh, Brett Miller. Yeah, looks like it might have came down to Monday night. Yeah, what was he up? Um, I forget how much he was up. But I think he had Golden Tate, and I just had Theo Riddick. Or maybe I was up. Maybe I I must have been up if it was only three points. But, uh, yeah, it was a close one. And Yeah, Golden Tate. I know, that one stings, because 127 isn't too much. But uh, I only lost by three. What am I in? What am I in now? Seventh place. Jesus. It's just yeah. Stupid. And you guys underperforming. You were projected to to beat them by oh, a lot more. And Brett went over his projections. Uh, just kind of solid all around. Doug Baldwin. I guess his keeper finally paying off there. He's had a good year. Yeah, he has. I, I mean, I just keep ragging on him for pay, holding him there, but it, it's doing him fine. Yeah, he's been solid in a couple twenty point bursts there. Yeah. And Brett had some some points left on his bench too. Uh, some guys performing down there, so I don't know. His team's kind of well rounded, I guess, if you look at it that way. Yeah, it's not as bad as we thought. No, Jonathan Stewart though is hot trash. Yeah, he's he's uh he could be dumped for sure. Yeah, How does he have? Oh, and he didn't have Antonio Brown this week. I really should have stolen this one. But AJ Green did me no favors. 
no, see that. I saw funny. that. Yeah, just, just. Why are these guys punching him in the back of the helmet? Like, well, I think he was just, he just lost his mind for a minute there. I'm, I really like Jalen Ramsey, but I'm sure Jalen Ramsey was just being a little punk bitch and just mouthing and just jabbing at Green all day. He gave him a little shove before Green went off, and that's what set Green off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But yeah, man, AJ Green just totally lost it. He was, yeah, he was just punching his helmet. I'm glad his hand didn't get hurt from punching that helmet. Yeah, no shit. And uh, you know, he lost. I mean, he lost through the week right there. That's that's AJ's fault. It's not like he had a bad yeah. game. He just lost his head. Yeah. God damn it! I didn't even realize that. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, um, but can you? Why does why does Brett have Patrick Mahomes on his bench? He's saving him for next year. I have I've had this discussion because I we can talk. I obviously was shopping QBs this week, and yeah. I was talking to Brett, and he's saving Mahomes for uh, for next year. I'm like, he's not at this. He's not even going to start next year. Like at this point, like what Alex Smith is top one of the MVPs of the league. He's top five for MVP in the league, and they're not just going to like. Don't, I mean, who knows? Who knows what happens in the next few weeks if smith self-combusts or something um who knows but yeah. at this point it's just a very speculative you know bench ad and i think that's just another point in why we should uh we should drop a bench a bench spot i, so I think we can't hold on to this especially if we're going to abolish the uh three qb rule i think if we if we get rid of that and say hold as many quarterbacks as you want it's got to it's got to be valuable though, as a bench spot. So you yeah. can't be like rostering this guy. So if your bench spots are more valuable, then you're not going to just hoard up on quarterbacks, which will which will be okay with the uh, three or like more than three quarterbacks, unlimited quarterbacks. Oh my! And Brett even drafted him. Like I'm looking at the draft. I was going to look at what quarterbacks could you get in a tenth round or later, instead of wasting a tenth round keeper. You could get Jay Cutler. You could get Trubisky. You could get, uh, well, Deshaun Watson. He was, well, Howard drafted him. No, he wasn't yeah. a keeper. All those guys. Carson, Carson Palmer, Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco. I mean, not, I don't know. I would still take those guys over a guy who's never played a game. Well, I drafted Trubisky, and then there was a run on those quarterbacks. Then I think Howard drafted Watson, and soon after, Brett drafted Mahomes just because it's it's fun to have a rookie quarterback that is the first round talent and uh, you want to root for for years to come. Like that's why we're doing the keeper league. Another argument for more keepers is because then you can hold on to this guy and it's just fun to have your guy. Um, it's true. But anyway, uh, yeah, and at that point, you know, maybe Alex Smith's job was a little shakier, but then. He it plays, was. He yeah. plays out of his mind to the first half of the season. It's like, okay, dude, you can, you can probably give up on Mahomes because I don't think anyone's going to be drafting him <coughs> anytime early next year. <laughs> you know, so are you going to hold him for two years and give up another draft position? I don't know. Whatever. It, it's a questionable decision, but I understand where the logic started from. But uh, at this point, it's like, okay, be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <coughs> Sorry. Yes, I, we'll never understand Brett's ways, but I guess if he keeps winning, then you can't really criticize him. Um, so he's you Millers, right. you Millers have some wild, wacky ways about you in your fantasy decisions, and you guys produce sometimes. And so uh, I, I'll just 
I'll just watch. Everyone can do whatever they want with their team. Yeah, we That's just fine. like to be unpredictable. Speaking, yes, we do. Speaking of unpredictable, I don't think anybody saw uh, McBroom's team scoring 150, nearly 159 points this week. And he yeah. even had a zero uh, spot up. Two, two. two yeah. zero spots. Yeah. Uh, That's just so incredible. Travis. Travis had a, a zero from Benjamin and then a zero from Walsh, although Walsh played. We can talk about that. Um, yeah, Travis yeah. should have known, though. They said Kelvin Benjamin was a healthy scratch before the game started on Thursday. Yeah, he should have known. Um, yeah, Brooms. Broom's team just really came through. He texted me uh, like halfway through the first games or something when he saw that Fournette and Ertz. He was like, oh, I'm just fucked. I'm destined to be the draft slave. And I'm like, ah, not so much, man. And he's, yeah, I mean, Alvin Kamara uh, dropped almost 30. Did he have two touchdowns? I don't know. Um, yeah, Kamara and Ingram are like the number two and number three running backs after since. Uh, real? since wow. Since the Adrian Peterson trade's gone through. Oh, okay. Just in the past recent weeks. But still, two guys on the top three on the same team. And he's got one of them. Kamara's doing his lighting it up. They're both starters for sure. I mean, on any team. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he didn't miss Fournette or Ertz, who are two of the best players at their positions. Um, Brait had a rough one for Travis. That sucks, 1.4. He's been really consistent too, so... Yeah, you chalk that up to Jameis going out and the, the I feel not like he played well with uh, Fitzpatrick in the past, though. I thought he did too. I don't know. I have Jameis starting this week, so you'll know what you'll get in all along. So yeah, and I'm I'm happy that Cam Newton at least is working out for him since we had that trade him. And uh, uh, yeah. I guess Will Fuller isn't going to get his, but he's a good keeper. So at least he has that keeper value that he can hold on to him next year because. When Deshaun comes back, he, him and Will, Will Fuller got that connection. Yeah, he's decent. I don't know. Um, God, just the, uh, the rate that he was scoring touchdowns is just insane. I don't know if, he can, if you can count on that. What did he have? He had like five touchdowns in three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, seven touchdowns in four he weeks. Had, he over had the thir- 13 catches. And seven touchdowns. That's more than a cut touchdown every other catch. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, it's just... that that dual threat of their receivers with Hopkins, and then you know him taking double coverage, and then Fuller just, so just fast. being able to get yeah. separation. Yeah, uh, he's not a bad keeper for sure. I'm sure he's a, he's late, probably yeah, tenth rounder. Tenth rounder. Good to see Adrian Peterson running good again. I love I love Adrian Peterson. I think he got love like my 30, running backs thirty. Some carries. He said a, he's, it was a career high for him in carries. I think yeah. it was like 38 or something. 37, 37. carries. Yeah. So that, that's what they're going to keep doing. Arizona's just going to keep handing it off because that's their best bet. Yeah. And if there's any freak mutant of nature that could take that, it's Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. A good game by both of these guys. And they're both still in it, as is everyone else in the league. Yeah. These guys both putting up some good points this year, so. Who is, oh, you know what? Blecka might not be in it. Let me look at the standings real quick. Let's start talking about you and Blecka, too. All right, well, let's talk about me and Blecka. Uh, so just a, a nail-biter of a game. 
going into Monday night. Um, I had some disappointing performances. LaShawn McCoy only putting up two and a half points on that Thursday night game. Uh, yeah, that's one. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville really coming through for me though. They've been they've been playing just lights out and been a great defense to be able to pick up at one point and just hold on to. And oh, then I think I, I dropped them, but I've got the Rams who have been great too. And you know Todd Gurley doing really well on Blackus side, having twenty three points. And I didn't realize how close this game was. It was so so going into Monday night, he still had Brett Hundley. Aaron Jones and uh, who else did he have? He had one other. Oh, uh, Matt Stafford to play, and he was like sixty points behind me or fifty points behind me, and I was I'm just Stafford. like, and I was watching the game, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to look at my fantasy. I can't be cheering against like Brett Hundley to do bad or yeah. uh, any of that the garbage. I, I just, you know, I'll watch the game and I'll look at it afterwards. And I knew Stafford was playing really well, and I was like, oh fuck, this is not going to happen. And then lo and behold, I win by you know the smallest mart, the third smallest margin of victory this year, one point six four points. Wow. Is that? Did you go through and check all of those? Uh, I get well. If you look at the little recap uh, that Yahoo gives you, oh, it says, you some you. of those little stats like that. So yeah, those are fun. That uh, that was nice to see uh, because I mean the rest of my team. I was I probably shouldn't have won. I would have lost to most other teams this week except for Vaughn and uh, Shankar and or Shankar. That's what I meant, Shankar. Uh, but uh, it was good. Uh, my Packers did not perform all that well. Uh, Aaron Jones not doing too great, actually getting outperformed by Ty Montgomery, who was sitting on my bench, but I'm okay with that. I left a couple, a lot of points on the bench with Rob Kelly getting two stupid little touchdowns and Marshawn Lynch getting two himself. But still eking yeah. it out. Yeah, I mean, I probably would have gone with your same decisions there. Yeah, yeah I don't, wow. that was a really I don't close have one. any no regrets in the decisions. Um, I wouldn't have done it any other way, but that's what yeah. uh, Blecka gets for depending on Packers. Yeah, well, we're going to be depending on some Packers this weekend, Pete. You're going to be depending on them to lose, and me, I'm going to be cheering them on and uh, being that annoying Packer fan at, at uh, that Soldier Field that you guys have. Soldier Field? Called? Yeah, that, that, that place. That annoying Packer fan. They're all annoying. Uh, yeah, well, hey, you know, I'll be loud and proud. And Julie, you know, she's got a. She's got that. Is she required to root for the Packers? Oh, she loves them. <laughs> yeah. Is she, is she a lifelong Packer fan? Oh, yeah. You know, the Venezuelans, they only get one chance. They only get, one they only get the Green Bay broadcast. <laughs> yeah. It all happens yeah. to be red zone fixed on the Green Bay Packers. So. That makes sense, especially that they got red zone way years before us, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, good. Good for them. Um, well, what do you think is going to happen? Are you nervous? Um, you man, I am a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous to see how Hundley does. I think uh, our our success really relies on him um, and not making mistakes with the Bears' defense that can really capitalize on on some quarterback mistakes. But I think the Bears equally have uh, the same kind of issue um, where you know Trubisky can, if they give him the ball and make him throw a lot. Uh, 
well, we'll see. We haven't really seen Trubisky throw a whole lot, so we don't know, really know what's going to happen there. If he if he's allowed to throw, he's going to carve you up. We know that's uh, going to happen. I'm I'm more worried about even though he has uh, the worst receivers in the NFL. Yeah, I'm more worried about Howard uh, running running away and getting loose. Uh, I think I Cohen Cohen's going to score a touchdown against them. Is he going to throw another one? No, I think he'll run or catch catch one. Maybe he'll get a return touchdown. He's been close a few times. Yeah. And I've been looking at the forecast for the weather, and last I checked, and I'll pull it up right now, it looks like it's going to be about 40 degrees and possibility of some rain on Saturday. But we're still a little ways out. On Saturday out. or Sunday? Oh, I mean Sunday. Sunday? On Sunday. Let me, let me pull up the little 10-day forecast here. Pete, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Oh, uh, Bears, 33-3. Okay, 33-3. Uh, it's a bold bold score prediction there. Actually, it looks like just the showers will be in the morning, so otherwise I think we'll be good. Be uh, showers from your tears all <laughs> afternoon. I am excited. I've never been oh, – I guess I went to one – I went to a Hawkeye game at uh, Soldier Field before, but excited oh, yeah, to – I forgot to, they did that. to be the enemy uh, crossing into the forsaken territory of Chicago. And really well, excited about our seats and checking out the United Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll have to plan more as you get closer, and we'll meet up uh, beforehand, but we don't need to do that right now. No. Um, yeah, well, now I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Uh, so we're – so you're 30 to 3, you think? You don't think we're going to get a single touchdown? I think uh, – No, there's defense at home. They're ferocious. You want nothing to do with them. I want everything to do with it. I'm okay. They'll welcome that and Brett Hundley. We'll be happy about it. Uh, but we'll see. This is, there's been some talks. Um, I'm still behind the team, and I'm still for. I think uh, McCarthy can coach his way out of this, this hole that he's in. Um, <laughs> no, he can't. He's terrible. He's nothing without Aaron Rodgers. That's that's he's, a, he's an awful coach. Drip, drip, drips of that conversation coming out, and uh, well, this really is a test for him to see if uh, he can coach, and we'll see how Hundley does. I think, I think they got to let him throw downfield more. I think these little stupid gadget plays where we run Cobb around the outside is not tricking anyone. Where he comes behind and does a little jet sweep, or these little dink uh, wide receiver screens. You know, I think. You know, fuck it. Let him let him throw and let him throw some interceptions if he can't put it in there. But let's not go, you know, get two yard jet sweep runs and you know negative yards on these uh, these screen passes. But I think Montgomery is going to be more involved uh, starting him this week, so I'm hoping he is. And uh, I think he can get a lot of yards. And I think they're they're ready to get him back in the mix and maybe uh, switch it up between him and him and Jones. Did Montgomery not play? Oh no, he did play. Um, he outperformed him last week, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I just think the Bears' defense at home is going to be too much for them, and I'm not worried about Brett Hundley. I do like Brett Hundley, but I think I I think that uh, McCarthy just sucks. <laughs> I I <laughs> think that he's just let Rodgers run the show, and Rodgers does well. Yeah, and I think he's trying to baby Brett Hundley because Brett Hundley had like the best, like the the best. This isn't the record you want to have, but he had like the most turnovers by a quarterback in 
at UCLA in of all quarterbacks in the NCAA that year. Well, I, th- I think Humley's good. Um, I don't but know. I think mean, McCarthy's just trying to baby him and trying to keep him from it. Like he's just trying to take that decision out of his hand where he can't make mistakes. And I think that's not going to win in the NFL. Yeah. That's what Bears fans have been saying for a month now about Trubisky. I mean, years really is just let him air it out with even with color. Um, I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, since we recapped all the games and we look forward to the, the game on Sunday. Let's let's talk about a little of these transactions that are going to make the next week very interesting. Pete, you want to? Sure. We had a yeah. we had a fantastic trade this week. You want to tell people about it? Yeah. Um, what did we get? Final deal was um, I got Stefan Diggs, your number four, your fourth round pick, and your deep keeper sleeper rights next in this upcoming draft and you got Corey davis tommy boy brady and a ninth round pick yeah i uh wasn't excited about giving up a fourth round pick there but that Corey davis really sweetened the deal i'm actually really high on him and i tried not to show that too much to you but i think you're right he is a good and he is nice to to offset that keeper um value that Diggs has uh but Corey davis we could see if he comes on real strong the second half of this season here, he could be a good keeper yeah, himself. I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really trading for Diggs for his keeper value. I just think he can be a really good wide receiver. And I had a surplus of quarterbacks, as had been much publicized, and had to get rid of one, and would probably had to have gotten rid of Trubisky uh, if I was going to be rational. And I didn't, I really didn't want to be rational. So I was like, well, I can try and trade Tommy and see what I can get for him. I was talking to some other people around the league. I got closest with Howard, but uh, nothing ever um, matriculated there. And I thought that you, you gave me a better deal than I could have eventually got from Howard. So I went, I went with you, Ben. Well, I think it's good. I think you'll have a lot of fun picking two deep sleeper keepers next year. That's, oh, that's I definitely all. will. There's... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that part. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's fun. Uh, I wasn't about to give up a keeper slot, but the deep sleeper keeper uh, that that I can deal with. Yeah, I was asking for a keeper slot from pretty much everyone. Um, yeah, I think I think people might undervalue those. I mean, it's just incredibly. Like I was looking at my team, and I'm like, if I I was considering it, I was like, but I can't. I can only not. I can't live with just two keepers. There's too many players I want to keep and see how they pan out, especially at their value. Yeah, so that's why we should have a fourth keeper. No, no, I like so it this people, way. People, I like these you can work for these people. Right, bro, See you, Moon. See you. Bye, Moon. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Feel bad. I forgot that I was supposed to do the podcast. Yeah, I'm over. Bad. Oh well. So we love all <laughs> our our one two listeners out there. So. We, uh, maybe Moon will listen later, and we, he'll say, oh, hey, they were talking about how much they missed me. Yeah, but- <laughs> or like, oh, he wasn't just talking to himself that whole time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pete threading a one-man play. Yeah, I'm practicing. Uh, or rehearsing is what they say in the biz. Yeah. So I'm excited. Tom Brady on my team. I need a quarterback. I need somebody to offset Kirk Cousins' bad days and, and not make me start Eli Manning um, for the rest of the season. Yeah. So... I figured I could live with uh, Goff and Mariota as my starters, bringing in 
Mitchie off the bench when I need to, or when they finally take the reins off and let him show the world his beautiful golden rocket right arm. And then uh, I've got a pretty solid starting lineup in the skill position players top to bottom. If they just start, I, I mean, like I've got a good team. I don't understand why my team record wise is where they are, but green yeah. cooks, Howard, I'll have Jordan Howard, Kareem Hunt, Jimmy Graham, and then I flex. I can do Alshon Jeffrey and Stephon Diggs. That's that's pretty solid. It should be good. Yeah, that's uh, pretty menacing. Uh, and Goff, you know, I think you can ride those other quarterbacks with an offset with Goff because he's just been playing amazing, and that's a good keeper in itself too. So Yeah, 10th rounder there. Yeah. Well, let's look uh, at yeah. uh, Who does he have coming up? Okay. What else? Uh, well, there are some uh, free agent budget yeah, things. Yeah, let's see, let's see some of the bids. We won't talk about all the acquisitions because I don't think there's anything else that great. But um, the the biggest bid, or one of the first bids was Kyle Rudolph uh, getting a $10 winning bid by uh, our friend McBroom, outbidding me by $5. I was a little interested in him. But I've got a couple other tight ends coming back this season, so I didn't need to spend all my money on him. So good for you, McBroom. Hope he works out for you. Uh, and then Jay Cutler was the hot ticket item this week uh, wow. with bids starting at $0 by Howard because I think he couldn't stomach spending any more on Jay Cutler. Uh, Blacka going for 5 and then, nope, he was getting ousted by Josh Nauman at $11, but Sean comes in hot with a $40 bid and, well. Dropping big bucks for big swinging dick cutty. Yeah, I don't think Sean Appreciate spent it. much on his uh, his – pre-acquisition budget so i think he, he's he uh, was ready to spend it and jay cutler you know if he's slinging it and feeling good he's putting up those points oh he's feeling good and then a couple other smaller transactions a four dollar winning bid for outbidding you pete uh for zero was thomas rawls uh horizontal pass plays i think you're in the right boat there i wouldn't pay more than zero dollars for a seattle running back yeah four dollars is whatever but it, yeah whatever yeah, I yeah, it's more just to see if it's out there. And then Sean with uh, a two dollar winning bid, outbidding Mick or uh, Mick Broom, outbidding Mother Boy Blackout for a dollar. And you guys said it was stupid to have a two hundred dollar acquisition budget, and instead it comes in here where people are able to bid one dollar or two dollars. Yep, and it turned out that uh, Sean was the one who benefited from that for the Chicago yeah. defense, and being the critic of it, so. Yeah, uh, it's funny how that works out. Yeah, suck my balls, Sean. Yeah, suck them dry. <gasps> oh man! All right, so those those are the big ones. Uh, nothing else too too thrilling there. Although Fitzpatrick did get picked up by a uh, team, and Case Keenum uh, was also picked up. So quarterbacks flying, flying left and right. Um, I picked up Martavis Bryant. The reason that you didn't uh, draft Antonio Brown. Maybe I'll trade. Brett Martavis Bryant for Antonio Brown. Oh, if you got that, I would die. I would quit the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have um, I do have Martavis Bryant now. I know, I know, and uh, I guess uh, Tomlin says he's going to get him more involved. I'll let you roll the dice with that. I'm uh, that was I'm done. That was just insurance if uh, Corey Davis explodes, and hopefully Martavis Bryant can't too. Yeah, and he's a good keeper value, so we'll see if he picks it up. Um, and I got uh, Tyler Croft off for a tight end. I was desperate for a tight end this week, so that got me. Got will get me through. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, he's decent. Puts up solid numbers. 
Wow. And well, looking up forward to next week, let's first talk about the weekly payout, the winner. So this, uh, uh, who won this last week? Who I did. It? it was the team with the smallest margin Peter. of victory. Oh, you rigged that. I rigged it. I, you know, I strategized for it. I purposely didn't put Lynch in and Rob Kelly because I wanted to make sure I got the smallest margin of victory. Uh, but yeah. next week, week 10, it's the highest scoring two running back set. So that includes the flex position. So start your running backs all across the board and uh, whoever has oh. the two highest scoring, the pair, uh, that'll Let's win. Do that one. We'll do that one the following week when Kareem Hunt is back. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what we'll do. I like that idea. Next week, we got wide receiver set with the most total receptions. So that'll be interesting as well. That will include flex, although it doesn't say it there. It's obviously always including flex. So let's uh, looking forward to the next week. It's rivalry week. I don't know what that means. Pete, do you know what that means? It was one of the things that That really screwed up our schedule this year. Possibly. Um, It was uh, just something that Yahoo put in randomly on weeks and I was like, oh, well that'd be fun if we just did like interdivision games. And so yeah. I tried to do interdivision games for those ones. And uh this was uh, this was after it had already jumbled everything up. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well I'll try and do interdivision games for the rivalry weeks, whatever those would be. Maybe that'll be fun later in the year. And I don't know, maybe that's why we ended up with some back to backs earlier. Maybe we have some coming up still. But it's a difficult process. I, I recommend anyone try and make a schedule and get everyone to play uh, five teams twice and or four teams twice, five teams once, and then a random one. And I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, I, it's, it'll work. We'll, we'll rival it out. And, uh, well, again, a lot of people, everybody, somebody's going to fight for first. Let's see if we get anybody who just outright uh, has the six and four record after this week. I feel like somebody's going to um, do it. I, who are our candidates? Sean, Howard, Brett. And me. No, and you. Oh, wait. So there will be somebody between, uh, between Howard and Vaughn. They're oh, playing yeah. each other in what is it? appearing to be the shit ball based on these projections, unless they're not playing people. Um, oh, yeah, they got to make some subs. But uh, yeah, one of those guys will be will be six and four. Yeah, so let's uh, let's jump into these games. We're gonna just do a quick uh, recap or uh, projection of these. Nothing nothing too in deep because it's all just predictions and bullshit. So let's look at um, let's stay on this one. Executive Ranch face police. Yeah, let's go. Going to go six and four here. Um, so this is, oh man. Uh, just taking a look at these teams, I think. Well, uh, I'm going to go with the face police. I think that they were at the bottom of the barrel earlier this year, and I think they're going to climb back up. I think Howard's got too many injuries of the guys that he really liked and uh, that were doing really well, and uh, I just don't think he's going to be able to pull it out this this week. I think, although I. Oh, uh, Vaughn is going ballsy and starting Green Bay defense against the Bears in Chicago. So, yeah, that's he's going to get some negative points for that if if negative points are possible. Uh, 
Uh, so but I'm going to give this one to Vaughn. I think he's going to be the first one to climb up to that six and four ladder. Amazing. God, with his team. Um, I think Vaughn will win if Zeke plays. Other than that, um, I think that Howard can overcome the quarterbacking woes. And although is Des, if Des Bryant is actually hurt too, then Howard has no chance. Yeah, and I think Zeke's next uh, hearing or whatever, the next decision comes out on Thursday, and I guess that that is, from what I heard, is too soon to rule him out for the game, no matter what comes down. So I think he's on pretty much on track to play this week. Yeah, I think Vaughn's going to win. Yeah, I think so too. All right, uh, let's look at a couple other – Chicago boys, a couple Bennett boys, uh, Cybercito versus Mother Boy, five and four Sean in first place to Blacka. Looks like both of them. Tenth place. Ooh. Tenth place. Ooh. Yeah, first versus ten. So this is, but it's again just just one game separating them, which is amazing. Uh, it looks like they both have their lineups set. Thank you guys, making this easier on us. Nah. I I don't think that Jay Cutler is going to do real well on Monday night spotlight against Carolina. Carolina's defense has been pretty good. Uh, I don't think that Miami's offense has got it all there. So I think that they can really get shut down pretty quickly. Um, but I'm not feeling too confident about Hunley on the other side. I am liking Stafford though. I think uh, so. I don't know. I'm Stafford I don't think Cleveland. Girl yeah. versus Houston. That could be a lot. And their their defense is just decimated. Um, God, I want to pick, I want to pick Blecka, but he just has too many Packers, and that's just dumb. And I can't, I can't pick him. I think it's going to end in a tie. I think, I think Sean has this one. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be one another one of those six and fourteen. Uh, I think Tyrod Taylor is going to have to put up a lot of points and throw it a lot, and I think Buffalo is going to be able to do that and. Yeah, I am giving this one to Sean. Um, I can't give it to Sean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a tie, and that's my lock of the week. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if if it comes down to the same point, like uh, before you get to the decimal, I'm gonna give that to you. Okay, because that that is pretty amazing if you can call it a tie like that. Uh, man, so. Uh, moving on to let's look at Brett and McBroom. McBroom with all those points last week, and Brett. Well, I think he is on honeymoon right now. So let's see if he will sub in somebody for Oakland defense. He doesn't have anybody right now. I'm sure he will. He got a t- he got Austin Hooper as a tight end at the last second uh, last week. Um, which one in the game? But uh, who was his normal tight end? Oh, he must have dropped whoever his normal tight end is. Anyway. I'm sure he'll get an Oakland defense or a sub for Oakland in there. Yeah, I think the exciting thing about this season with everybody being so close is that everybody is still updating their uh, rosters and doing active on the waiver wire. Uh, There really hasn't been any drop-off at all, so everybody feels that they're in it, and so it's making the league really really active. It's great. Mm -hmm. Interesting tidbit about this game. Um, It is McBroom in sixth place versus Brett in fifth place. Yet, McBroom is first in points, and Brett is tenth in points. Oh man! All right, then I'm giving it to McBroom. He's this is my lock of the week. Brett, yeah. you can find whatever defense you want. I don't think it's going to help. That is a great observation there. Uh, I love it, Pete. 
Um, yeah, this I'm giving it to Broom too, and that's a good lock of the week. If I didn't take the best lock of the week, then <laughs> you would have taken you would take the cake with this lock. Um, all right, what else we have? My game and your game. Yeah, let's uh, let's leave you for last. Let's look at mine. Uh, all right. So I'm playing Josh. Uh, Josh has been putting up points this week, and you know, or the past few weeks. And right now, looking at the teams, uh, aside from Fitzpatrick uh, and Demarius, Demarius hasn't done much, and their Denver's quarterback situation is just shit right now. I don't know. He's got some scary, scary offensive weapons there with Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon, and I've got a lot of guys still on by. I don't have Kelsey. He's been my – and Tyreek Hill. But wait, okay, pause for a second. Got to talk about Tyreek Hill's touchdown at the end of the Dallas or the Dallas first half game. Did you see Wait, that? Are you, did we pause? I paused. No, I'm paused, and I'm pausing from the the analysis of this matchup to talk about. But Tyreek we're still Hill. recording. Of course, we're still recording though, right? Yes, we're on. We're live still. Oh, okay. Pause. <laughs> I had to go do something. I had to pause my mental mental state because I can't. Oh. Did, did you see this play at the end of the half? Yeah, that was awesome. It was just I've never seen a play like that work out where it's a short pass and then you get blockers downfield. And Tyreek Hill, thank you, Travis, because that that saved my week. He got a touchdown, and that made me you know that could have won me the game uh, had he oh, not yeah, had sure. that touchdown too. So uh, you know because he didn't really do much else the rest of the game. They weren't able to get anything going. So that that was incredible. And I I'm I just couldn't imagine what it'd be like in Dallas had they lost that game by. A touchdown margin or less because that yeah. was just demoralizing. I mean, that but, was a really incredibly drawn up play too. I don't know why people, more people don't do that. I guess because they don't have a Tyreek Hill player on their team, except yeah. for the Bears with Tariq Cohen. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was a really cool, really cool play. And he just just wove right through the like eight guys, not eight guys, but just yeah, just darted and dashed just through uh, like five or six uh, Cowboy defenders just at the half uh, with two seconds left. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure most people have seen that. If you haven't, there's nothing that we can really do justice to it. It was a really cool play. Yeah, and it was like from 50 yards out. It was too far for a field goal, so that's how, yeah. how long of a play it was, and he ran for about 30 yards after the catch. Yeah, so, it was like a, a giant bubble screen. <laughs> and so I'm and I'm sad to not have him. I'm really counting on LaShawn McCoy to have a, a big game. Uh I don't know. They got to get him going early if it's against New Orleans and they score points. So I'm I'm not feeling very confident about this, but I really want to jump up to that six and four, that top of the tower spot. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for you. Bell against Indianapolis. That's a lot. And well, Breeze is in Buffalo, but I don't know. I think Bell could have a huge day, and he's also got Gordon. Jacksonville's tough, but I think they're more tough against the pass. Anyway, yeah, you're missing too many people. Yep, so we'll see. Uh, maybe if Ty Montgomery can get me a touchdown, that'll save it. See if he actually performs. I'm counting on him over Fat Rob Kelly. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know. Rob Kelly hasn't been able to move much. He's gotten those goal line looks, so I don't know. He's touchdown dependent. We'll see. All right, Pete. Yeah, that's probably a good call with Montgomery. He might get a cheap touchdown. I doubt it, though. 
Let's move on to your game, Pete. Uh, you Let's. four and five versus four and five. This is a good good battle here. People, uh, as we're coming down to the wire, these these ones will make a break. You're breaking up. Oh, well, I was yep. I was just saying as we come down to the wire, this, the end of the season here, and get to the close of the playoffs. These four and five games, you two really both need a win here. So it's rivalry week, baby. That's it what is it's all about. Are you going to put four bath in, or are you just going to ride the empty kicker slot? I put him in. He's in on my screen. I don't know why he's not there. I just no. picked him up like I don't know whenever the waivers went through. I think I did it during this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just just updated for me. So, oh, I think Terry Cohen and uh, Jordan Howard they're going to put up a ten spot for you combined. So that's all you're going to get out of them. In the oh really? Come to town. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, but uh, yeah, I think actually Howard's going to have a really big game against Green Bay. I think Bears yeah. coming off the bye, they're rested, healthy, at home. They're a different team at home, and it's Packer week. It's been Packer week for two weeks. They're ready. They're hungry. They're going to feed Howard. They're going to feed Cohen. Howard Cohen is Probably one of the more Jewish names that you could possibly have, by the way. I'm just realizing. Uh, just like if that's your first and last name. <laughs> How and Howard Cohenberg. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to play really well. And I think, I think Tariq finds the end zone one way or another. I'm just hoping for some more. I want to see some more out of Mitch. Yeah, well, uh, since you're a Bears fan and you have Bears on your team, I'm they cannot possibly perform well. So I'll give it to the other Bears fan. I think Travis will win this week. Uh, I think you're wrong. Uh, well, agree to disagree, good sir. Yeah, hopefully uh, Diggs can get some points for me. The new big acquisition. Yeah, we'll see. And, and Goff can continue to do what he did last week. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of teams getting lots of points, uh, let's move out, out of the professional field and into the collegiate world. And, well, we had some amazing Hawkeye oh, yeah. fireworks this last week. Uh, absolutely incredible game. Uh, just, uh, just unbelievable. And, well, I'll actually leave it to somebody who was there to talk about it. Josh, can you uh, give us a recap of the tailgating? And, well, more importantly, the game against the Buckeyes last week. What's up, Manly Men? Sean Carr. Hope you guys are doing well. Woo! It is Ohio State beatdown week. What a game. The folks, the Hawk fans in central Iowa are still are still riding high and really shell-shocked by the win. Great day, great tailgate. Thanks, Ben, for coming out. Great game. My only complaint for the day was we beat Ohio State down too bad. It took some of the fun out after the game of going back and seeing Ohio State fans and my brother-in-law. They were they left the game early. We're back at tailgate pounding beers. It looked like sad dogs with a tail between their legs that I couldn't even make fun of them. Uh, so that was that was my only disappointment. I almost felt sympathy for Ohio State fans, which sucks. Other than that, I mean, great game. Uh, I mean, the star, Josh Jackson, the three interceptions he had, the last interception was one of the top interceptions I've ever seen live. Super athletic move that you don't typically see out of an Iowa player. Uh, the whole defense, though, really uh, stepped in. It played a great second half. Held 
Ohio State during the time when Ohio State is supposed to make their move and come, make a comeback. Picked him off a few times, held him to 38 yards in the third quarter, and just shut down one of you know the statistically top 10 offenses in the country. Uh, but even more surprising than that was the other side of the ball, and I was offense throwing up 55 points when, I mean, they've scored under 20 in four out of the five previous Big Ten games. So that was, no one saw that coming. Uh, it was a great plan by the offense coordinator to really get the tight ends involved. And that's something Iowa fans have been looking for. Brian Ferentz, the coordinator, started his coaching career as a tight end coach for the Patriots back when they had uh, Hernandez, RIP, and the Gronk really kind of at their height with the two tight end system and look to kind of uh, put a little bit of that type of scheme into, into the game and r- running a lot of double tight ends and getting them loose was uh, great to see Iowa finally take advantage of, of their personnel and for that for them to take advantage of their tight ends actually catching the ball and, and making the moves that they did uh, was, was a lot of fun. So moving on from the Ohio State game, we got another top 10 game again at Wisconsin this week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I get, Wish I was I, there. Yeah, the blackout was incredible. I was in Iowa City. I, I saw you tailgating. We were we were throwing it out, but uh, just no tickets for me and went home. And, well, it was electric in Iowa City. I felt it, felt it from my house, and Kinnick was alive. Did you go out after the game at all, Ben? Uh, I did not. Not after the game, no. I, I just had to suck it all in and just be like, wow, I can't yeah. what just happened. Just yeah, really just absorbed it all and uh well, slept slept like a baby and had uh little dreams and Al Kinnick dra- dancing around in my head. Nice dreams, good dreams. Um, yeah. Speaking of dreams, what's another question we have here? Oh crush dreams more like it. After beating Ohio State, Josh, does it make the first three losses hurt more? And then I want you to to rank them in order of pain. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Does it make them hurt more that, that they were so close and you could be there? You could be basically undefeated. Or are you still just happy that they played well and they still look good? And then uh, which ones hurt the most? Let us know. After beating Ohio State, does it make the first three losses hurt more? Rank them in order of hurt. Uh, this is a pretty easy question. By far, in a way, the one that is eating at Hawk fans and the, the loss that hurts the most is Northwestern. As I said last week, uh, when you lose to Northwestern, it typically means you suck and it's a bad season. And a lot of Iowa fans were, were feeling that way after the game. Obviously, the Ohio State win has turned that around. But they shouldn't – that loss to – they're not a good team. That's not a team that's better than Iowa. So to lose that game sucks. Michigan State would be too. That game is a little bit more understandable. Losing at Michigan State is un- understandable. It's not an easy place for Iowa to go in and get a victory. You know, they're a top 20 ranked team. Iowa had their shot at that. A couple turnovers late in the game when Iowa finally started to put some drives together. Obviously killed and stopped you know, all momentum and Iowa from making a comeback. But uh, that game, again, a little more understandable. Now, 
to me, and others may disagree, the number three would be Penn State. And even though that was the closest game, they lost on the last play of the game. The fact that Penn State really outplayed Iowa that whole game and kind of deserved to win. Saquon Barkley was unreal. And they outgained Iowa 2-1. to one. So that game to me was uh, the most understandable loss for the Hawks, or the one that, that hurt the least. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's painful. Sad stuff as always from Josh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's never gonna say this. This feels better uh, than it could have been. So we know we're all hopeful for that. Um. All right. Do you want to ask the next one? Oh wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, so Nate Stanley had an incredible game last week. Uh, so what's the ceiling on his career as a Hawkeye? Uh, does he have a shot at the Chicago Tribune Silver Football for the MVP of the Big Ten? Uh, Which I wasn't. I wasn't aware that people didn't know what that was. I thought. I thought that it was a bigger award i thought that they did like a that around the big 10 they knew who won this but i didn't whatever i guess it's just chicago but continue the question it's the mvp at the big 10 yeah yeah does he uh does like he sean green in 2008 sorry i'll just keep yeah. on does he have a shot at it josh what, what do you think what, what where could he go from here could he could he get drafted and take over bethard's spot in san francisco or garoppolo's spots which it may be tell, tell us what you think well i'm more i want to hear more about just says college. We'll get yes. to the next one. The next one and the next question. Yeah, we're, we're focusing on college here, but you can do that, Josh. Keep it reined in. Go. What is the ceiling on Nate Stanley's career as a Hawkeye? Uh, tough question. I don't want to get too far ahead of, our, ahead of myself here. I mean, statistically, he has a chance to be one of the better quarterbacks under Kirk Ferentz and really Iowa, going through Iowa City um, in general for their football team. And he has 22 touchdowns with three regular season games and a bowl game less than four games. The Iowa record for one season is 27. So he has a real chance at setting the most touchdown passes, single season touchdown record in his first year starting as a true sophomore. So I mean, just that shows he, he could statistically be one of the better Iowa quarterbacks. He's got the pro, typical pro size, 6'5", big guy. He's got a great arm. So he, you know, I guess one thing that could impact that is who does Iowa get any receivers around him? When you go into the year and you got a white guy out of South Dakota named Vandenberg as your top receiver, uh, that typically doesn't lead to a lot of good things. Uh, now they do have some young receivers who've played, true freshmen who have played to look to be more skilled than the guys they've had the last few years. They have. Some good young tight ends. And if those guys continue to develop, again, he could probably be one of the better quarterbacks under uh, to go through Iowa City and, and be a draftable quarterback, at least. All right, All optimistic. Right. Very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. I appreciate the optimism. Yeah. Come down to these last few games. It always does. Oh, All it right, sure does. It sure does. Pete, you've been uh, thinking over this last question for a while. It's a, it's a real humdinger. What do you got for him? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to phrase it. Um, are there any, like, good younger players on Iowa that might uh, – that we can look forward to in the future that might be uh, might make a pro team one day? One of some, maybe an underclassman, uh, someone like that. Um I don't think you've talked about any yet so far, 
So maybe there's a good running back, or I know they always have a fat, promising lineman somewhere. So just, you know, the younger promising, if there are any young promising players on, on Iowa these days. Are there any good young players that might get picked in the draft? Thank you for this question for the seventh uh, week, seventh out of eight week, Pete. Uh, but the answer, yes, definitely. And if you look at the offense against Ohio State, you had a couple true freshmen making catches. You had a couple true freshmen on the line, uh, freshman and sophomore tight ends. You have a sophomore quarterback, and they torch Ohio State for 55. Yeah, they're all getting drafted. It's going to be like a record. It's going to be like a couple of years ago when Ohio State had 13 players drafted in the first round. Uh, move over, like the whole that whole team's going to get drafted. So uh, pretty much all the positions. Look out for them. Hawks are back playing at number top 10. I think number nine, Wisconsin this week. Last time Iowa played in Madison two years ago. I was uh, in attendance. Watched the Hawkeyes win. A barn burner, 10-7. Desmond King had three picks. Josh Jackson's going to replicate that performance. I think it's going to be Iowa's fourth 17-10 game in the last six weeks. And for the second time, they're going to win, come out on top. 17-10, Hawks, go Iowa. Talk to you guys later. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. That just can only say promising. I, you know. Was uh, I was really enlightened by knowing a little bit more about that gentleman, and seems like a stand-up guy. And well, hope he hits the weight room, keeps that progression going. Yeah, I, I, I hope that Nauman can uh, keep some of the attitude out of his voice when he's answering us, because I didn't really like the way he he went at me, and well, I just didn't like his tone of voice. We'll just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it. I think that's apparent to everyone. Anyone that just listened to what we just heard. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously yeah well that's that's our show for the week peter and uh well as always it's been a delight delight yeah. podcasting for you and hopefully for some other people please please we need some feedback let us let's know how to go what do you like what do you want to hear more of and uh you know how many how many more questions do we need to be asking josh each week you write us in <laughs> let us know yeah yeah if anyone wants yeah send the emails out or something and uh you know if you take offense to something that some someone said probably then um you know let it air it out let's get some dialogue going on stuff all right well thanks again guys this is your fantasy for manly men podcast your weekly installation of you know just pulling you away from the realities of life and diving into the more finer things that make you feel good and warm and well we'll all be feeling warm uh watching the packers beat the snot out of the bears this week at soldier field I don't think any of us are going to be very warm in Soldier Field this weekend. Oh, well, I'm, I know how to bundle up. I'm used to the frozen tundra. You guys in the Windy City are kind of you know, shaky and a bunch of little scraggly skeletal. Okay. I'll just, we'll just let the bears talk. We'll All right. Uh, love you, Pete. Love you guys. Okay. Love you guys. Yeah. See you this weekend. Yeah, well, not everybody. All right. Done. Sabracito.